Hello and welcome back to the FCF podcast. If you haven't yet listened in, why not go have a listen to one of the previous podcasts with Mike Williams. But for this week, let's listen to what Mike has to say. Hello everybody. Today's meditation comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 to 18. And our text is verse 18 where we read, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Today, we're thinking about encouraging one another. Paul wrote these words to the small church at Thessalonica. We read of its formation in Acts chapter 17. Later, Paul discovered that they had become faint-hearted. Some of their loved ones in the church had died and they were grieving their loss. As a result, they had lost their spiritual enthusiasm, their faith had become weak, and they were fearful. They had lost heart. When I reflected on these facts, I was struck by the similarity between these emotions and those of many of our own people today. Facing the coronavirus, many of us feel alarmed by it all, and daily news updates fuel our anxiety. Many are grieving not seeing their families and some are grieving the loss of loved ones. We too are in danger of losing heart. Well, Paul's exhortation to encourage one another is part of his antidote for such anxiety and disquiet. Paul wants us to care for one another look out for each other. He wants us to raise each other up and support one another. Encouragement is something we can all be involved in. When Paul says one another, he means everyone. There's nothing specialised about being an encourager. No university degree is necessary and no special training is required. All it takes is a text, an email, or a phone call. Be an encourager. Call someone. I was just thinking about you. How are you? We've been praying for you. How are you getting on? Encourage one another with words of care. It seems such a simple thing. People often might make the mistake of thinking, oh, it doesn't matter if I call or not. Yes, it does. Listen to what Paul says in our text. Encourage one another. However, Paul doesn't just tell us to encourage one another. He tells us what to say. He wrote, encourage one another with these words. Now he's referring to what he has been writing about just prior to our text. And what he's just been writing about is on the theme of hope. First, Paul wrote words of hope of life after death. Look at verse 13. We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who have fallen asleep. We have hope that death is not the end. Our loved ones are absent from us now, but not forever. Notice the Greek words Paul uses here. He writes about those who have fallen asleep. 
You see, Paul is deliberately suggesting it is a sleep from which they will awaken. We will all sleep in death and we will all awaken to a new dawn. Death is not the end. As far as our loved ones are concerned, absent in the body, present with the Lord. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 14 verse 8, Whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord. Paul says, encourage one another with these words. Second, Paul wrote words of hope in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Look at verse 14. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. Listen, the historical events of Jesus' death and resurrection have changed everything for those who trust in him. Knowing God changes everything. We are now reconciled to God. He is now for us. He is with us and he's helping us. God's favour rests upon us. His spirit reigns within us and his grace surrounds us. God's plan is good for us. His will is liberating for us. And his purpose is to benefit us all because of Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection. Encourage one another with these words. Third, Paul wrote words of hope in the return of Jesus. Look at verse 16. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. It is true that Christ's redemptive work is finished, but God's story of restoration of this world has not finished. The Christ of the cross is the Christ of the empty tomb, who is also the Christ of the clouds. God's story for this world isn't over. There's another chapter to be written, and it is a chapter that will begin with the return of Jesus. Jesus will return suddenly when people are not expecting him. Jesus will return personally, for it will be this same Jesus of the cross and of the empty tomb. Jesus will return visibly, as Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 explains, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. And Jesus will return gloriously, no longer in humiliation, but triumph, accompanied by an army of angels. Hallelujah. This world's story isn't over. There's a new heaven and a new earth to follow, and it will be a heaven and an earth that will not include the coronavirus. Encourage one another with these words. If you're faint-hearted today, perhaps you're fearful, anxious for your life, you can have hope right now. The gospel message is that Jesus Christ invites you to come to him. He invites you to be reconciled to God. 
Stop for a moment and quietly pray a prayer like this. Lord, I have sinned in thought and word and deed, and I am sorry. I know you died on a cross in my place, that you rose again to put your spirit in me, and that you will come again in glory. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me, to reconcile me to yourself, to come into my heart to cleanse me and to control me from this moment on. Amen. For more information about accepting Christ, go to the FCF webpage at fcf.church and you will find a document called Do You Know? And that will help you. Brothers and sisters, encourage one another with words of hope. God bless you. Thanks again for joining us this week on the FCF podcast. Please join in again next week as we continue with this topic of community. Also, feel free to check out social media as we continue to post there with updates of what's going on and encouragement as well. Thanks again for joining.